0: As we continue our study of Psalm 109, we noted that it is a prayer of retribution and deliverance. Retribution and deliverance. David is the writer of this psalm, and uh, a cursory reading here definitely is startling for modern readers uh, because a major portion here is David praying for retribution against those who have committed evil against him. And we ask the question as to whether or not this prayer can square with Jesus' admonition to love our enemies and pray for those who despitefully use us. We stated last time that, in short, no, the two statements do not contradict. Uh, Jesus taught us to pray, uh, to pray for our enemies, but he also declared that he will execute judgment uh, or vengeance upon his enemies. And so, as we work our way through Psalm 109, we're understanding here that David is not seeking vengeance on him of his own self, but rather he is going to the Lord to take up vengeance for him. At the same time, he is also prepared to let God not only let God do what God will do, but he will accept that response. And so, what we saw is an illustration of divine justice. Uh, On one hand, we have God's wrath. On the other hand, we have God's mercy. Uh, Jesus uh, many times prayed for mercy. Uh, Jesus is ready to dispense mercy. But his mercy, uh, if it should be rejected, then the one who rejects his mercy will receive his wrath. And so, again, let's remember that we can pray a prayer of retribution, okay, as much as we pray for a prayer of deliverance. But understand that when we're praying for God to take up our cause against our enemy, we also have to be prepared for that enemy to receive mercy, okay? Uh, We have to balance those two, that yes, God, uh, take care of them, do with them as only you can. Uh, Even um, there's there's an example of where uh, Paul, hands over uh, Alexander and uh, another gentleman, to Satan for, the, for, to, to, for what purpose? Uh, for God to bring retribution against them, for God to bring them to the place where they could receive God's mercy if they would repent. So again, let's remember, vengeance belongs to God, not to us. We can pray for our enemies. We need to pray for mercy. But at the same time, we can pray for retribution so long as we leave the retribution with God and be satisfied if God instead chooses to display mercy. Verses 1 through 5, We uh, last time we looked at the plea of deliverance. God of my praise, do not be silent, for they have opened the wicked and deceitful mouth against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without cause. In return for my love, they act as my accusers, but I am in prayer. Thus they have repaid me evil for good and hatred for my love. So David moves on then from his plea to God for deliverance to this prayer of retribution. And we can understand with some of the statements in verses 1 through 5 why he wants retribution. So we looked last time at verses 6 through 15. The prayer begins in verse 6 and continues to verse uh, uh, 20. But we looked at verses uh, 6 through 15. Appoint a wicked man over him. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him come forth guilty. And let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few, let another take his office, let his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow, let his children wander about and beg, and let them seek sustenance far from their ruined homes, let the creditor seize all that he has, and let strangers plunder the product of his labor, let there be none to extend loving kindness to him, nor any to be gracious to his fatherless children, let his posterity be cut off, in a following generation let their name be blotted out, Let the iniquity of his father be remembered before the Lord, and do not let the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off their memory from the earth. Now, he continues this prayer... We see here the recompense in verses 6 through 15, but now let's get to the actual retribution, verses uh, 16 through 20. He says, Because he did not remember to show loving kindness, but persecuted the afflicted needy man and the despondent in heart to put him to death. He also loved cursing, so it came to him. And he did not delight in blessing, so it was far from him. But he clothed himself with cursing as with his garment, and it entered into his body like water and like oil into his bones. Let it be to him as a garment with which he covers himself and for a belt with which he constantly girds himself. Let this be the reward of my accusers from the Lord and of those who speak evil against my soul. Basically, David is praying an eye for an eye. God, give him what he deserves. He loved cursing, so let him be cursed. He didn't want to give blessing, so let blessing be withheld from him. You know, my enemy uh, deserves anything and everything that he has given to me. He clothed himself with cursing, so let, 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 let it be his garment. In other words, let him be clothed in curses. Uh, let it be as normal to him as drinking water or like uh, rubbing his body in oil. Uh, again, keep in mind, oil had very many purposes, cleansing purposes, medicinal purposes and such uh, in the ancient Near East. So oil was something that they were constantly using on their body. He wanted this man to be drenched in the very curses that he had cursed him with. He goes on and he says, I want them, these curses to hound him. What he has done, I want done to him. Now, David's curses can only reflect God's justice in judgment. And so he says, let this be the Lord's reward to my accuser, okay? Uh, God, do to him as you see fit. And so there's the balance. Yes, David's crying out, this is what he's done to me, this is what he deserves, this is what I want him to get, but God, you execute it justly. And God, I need your help. Now, he follows up his prayer for retribution with a prayer for deliverance. Verses 21 to 31. But you, O God, the Lord, deal kindly with me for your namesake. Because your loving kindness is good, deliver me. For I'm afflicted and needy. My heart is wounded within me. I am passing like a shadow when it lengthens. I am shaken off like the locust. My knees are weak from fasting. My flesh has grown lean without fatness. I have also become a reproach to them. When they see me, they wag their head. Help me, O Lord, my God. Save me according to your loving kindness. Let them know that this is your hand. You, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you bless. When they arise, they shall be ashamed. But your servant shall be glad. Let my accusers be clothed with dishonor, and let them cover themselves with their own shame as with a robe. With my mouth I will give thanks abundantly to the Lord, and in the midst of many I will praise him, for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save him from those who judge his soul. Listen, David needs God's deliverance, okay? The whole reason he's praying for this prayer of retribution is because of all the evil that is being done against him. Uh, He's hurting. Uh, People have made him a reproach, you know. They're making false accusations against him. And he's praying, but Lord, you, Lord, you deal with me righteously. Literally, for your name's sake. God, they're dealing with me unrighteously, but I need you to deal with me righteously. I need you to have your purpose done. I'm not receiving mercy from anyone, but I know you will be merciful to me. You will grant me goodness. And so he says, Lord, deliver me. Literally snatch me from the mouth of my enemies. And, and why? Because he says, I'm poor and needy. My heart is pierced or wounded. Uh, my life is passing. It's like a shadow, and it's lengthening at sunset. You know, as the sun goes down, the shadow grows longer. He sees that his life is, is coming to an end. His life is passing away. Uh, he's been shaken off or rejected even by those closest to him. Like a bug, he's been flicked off. Uh, the the uh, f- physical effects of, uh, of, uh, of this situation are extensive. Uh, his, his knees are weak. Through fasting. Now, whether he's fa- deliberately fasting here or whether he's fasting because he's just uh, emotionally so worked up and disturbed that he's lost his appetite, we don't know. It could be uh, one or the other. It could be a little of both. We know that in 2 Samuel 12, David fasted for the life of his son uh, that was born of Bathsheba. Uh, again, this could be that type of fast. But it also could be referencing the fact that you know he's just sick to his stomach and lost his appetite. Um David uh, says, "My flesh is feeble from a lack of, of food, okay? uh, which again tends to indicate that he's just lost his appetite. He is sick over this situation. And uh, his accusers, they just continue to pile it on. They're now they're looking at him and they're whispering behind his back and they're shaking their heads in disdain. Uh, is it any wonder why he needs deliverance? Is it any, any wonder why he prays for retribution? You know, if you've ever experienced a similar attack uh, from individuals, uh, whether people you know or people you don't know, but you've experienced some kind of a similar attack, your heart bleeds, your heart is broken, and you can identify with David. You know, listen, I I would say this, beware, because, you know, in situations like this, it's easy for people to say, oh, well, they just got to man up. They just got to, you know, pull up their bootstraps. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Rejection breeds depression. Okay? Rejection breeds depression. And anybody that's been in that situation knows the heartache and, and the emotional and the mental, physical distress that you face when you go through a situation like David's been dealing with. Uh, he's been publicly humiliated. Uh, he, he's, he's socially, he's like a leper, okay? Nobody wants anything to do with him. And again, if you've gone through a similar situation, you can certainly identify with David's hurt. Uh, you can certainly long for justice, and you could certainly pray for deliverance and for retribution. Uh, again, notice David doesn't take justice into his own hands. He again calls upon God to act. Lord, if I'm wrong in my understanding of the situation, reveal it, he says. Uh, I believe I'm right, but I'm entrusting the outcome to you, who is the just one and the judge. Uh, so help me, O Lord, my God. Uh, I need your mercy. Uh, and, and, and again, he parallels here the fact uh, in uh, verse uh, 27, he's paralleling the idea that, uh, you know, I need your hand. Their hand has dealt uh, wickedness against me. I need your hand, your power to to deal justice, to deal mercy. And, you know, and there's an interesting parallel there. The enemies are unmerciful, but God is merciful. Um. He goes on, let them be ashamed. You know, currently David's feeling shame. Even though David's not done anything wrong uh, because the accusations are flying and he's been judged in the court of public appeals, now he's been ashamed. He's publicly humiliated. And even though God knows the truth and God will vindicate him, David needs a little bit of that vindication now. Uh, you know, one great truth that comes out of this, folks, is that when we're so, so hurting, when we're suffering, we've gone through a, a calamity like David did here. Uh, we know that we can entrust our life and our situation to God. Because it, ultimately, at the end of the day, it is God who is going to execute justice. The hard part for us is we have to wait for him to act. But know this, be confident in this, God will. God is conf- or David is confident that God will act that God will vindicate him, and so he greatly praises the Lord. Again, he you know what do we see as we've seen so often? Prayer is always followed by praise. Prayer is always followed by praise, and I think if there's one thing that we struggle with uh, in our Western Christianity, it's praise. You know, we're we're quick. We got this prayer, that prayer, every other prayer under the sun, and that's not to say those prayers aren't legitimate. But for all the prayers being made. Is there ever any praise? Is there ever any follow up So let's be, let's be mindful to always find something to praise God for. You know, you may praise God even for an unanswered prayer. You know, I'm praying for this. God hasn't answered it yet, but I'm praising God because I know he's going to. God must be praised. We, that's our proper response uh, to prayer is to praise. You know, God is our advocate. God is our defense. He will save us. He will deliver us from those who condemn us. Now let me add this, the righteous aren't always vindicated in this life. And I know that's a hard pill to swallow, as they say, but that is the reality. We're not always vindicated in this life. But understand, God is always intervening on our behalf. And if he does not vindicate us in this life, he has a reason and a purpose. We don't understand it, we may not know it at the time, but God will reveal that all in due time. But we can be confident of this. If he doesn't vindicate us in this life, he will vindicate us in the future day of judgment. And on that day, perfect justice will be done. And God will have the final word on the situation. Father God, I thank and praise you, Lord, that you allow us to cry out to you. You allow us to bring our our petitions and our troubles. Father, you even allow us to pray prayers of retribution prayers of cursing upon our enemies. So long as we balance that, Father, with the fact that we won't take the vengeance upon our own selves and upon the fact that we are satisfied, or we will be satisfied, in allowing you to act righteously and justly. And, Father, perhaps that's what we need best to pray for, that, Father, uh, not, not so much allowing you to do it. We're, I think we're satisfied in that for the most part. But, Father, in, being, in learning to be satisfied when you don't act the way we think you should or in the timing we would like you to. So, Father, help us in that area to uh, rest in you, rely on you, uh, to uh, come alongside of us and justify us, vindicate us. And that, Lord, if you choose in your uh, sovereign will to show mercy, help us to be satisfied in that. Father, if you choose to withhold judgment for a time, Help us to be satisfied in that. But Father, Lord, we want to cast ourselves upon you. We want to pray for those, Lord, who even now may be in a David like situation. Uh, they, they've been shamed, they've been publicly humiliated, falsely accused, and such, Father. We commit them to you. We ask that, Father, you might come alongside of them and uh, give them your strength and your peace and your comfort and uh, help them to cry out to you in prayer, bring their requests, lay it all out to you, pray for justice to be done. Uh, And then, Father, let them uh, have the peace to be able to sit back and watch you work. Father, we give you the praise and the glory, and we pray this in the name of your Son. Amen.